0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Resurgent You Today's Today podcast. I'm your host, Rosie Richel. Look, if you're looking to grow as a leader, advance your credibility, or just simply gain new insights into leadership and personal growth, I'm here to guide you. Together, we will work to unstick your stuck so you can become a leader others want to follow. In each episode, I will discuss topics that will help you identify your unique strengths, define your goals, clarify your values and purpose, and develop essential leadership qualities To open doors you never thought could open. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about identifying your leadership strengths. So what are your strengths? Have you taken the time to really identify uh, what your leadership strengths are? Or have you identified where your gaps are? So the power thought for today is going to be good leadership is recognizing your leadership strengths. Great leaders use their strengths to cast a vision and motivate organizational success. So when we talk about leadership strengths, I just created a self-assessment. It's a five-minute self-assessment that helps you to identify your leadership strengths, your ability to communicate with people, your ability to lead others. And if you go to my website at www.richelgroup.com, that's R-I-C-H-E-A-L group.com, on my homepage, if you scroll down, you will find a section that has my po- access to my podcast, to my books, and then also access to a five-minute self-assessment that will help you identify your leadership strengths and also your leadership gaps. I use that as a method to help coach people to becoming a better leader and to grow their potential in leadership. So I recommend you go there. It's free. It's a five-minute assessment. It doesn't take you that long. And then you'll get emailed the results right after you take it. So think about it. So what are your leadership strengths? You know, what what talents and abilities do you have? I know in the episode on mindset, we talked about talents and abilities. We didn't want to get too hung up on, on those in the realm of being fixed with regards to your mindset. But however, if you want to be a good leader, you got to have some talents and you have to have the abilities to cooperate with people, to push forward, any kind of project, you have to have some sort of strength. So have you ever thought about what your leadership strengths are? I could tell you over the years, now that I'm more cognitive and aware of what my strengths are, where I need to personally grow. Um, I could tell you my strengths. I'm great at communicating with people. I'm great at listening to people. I'm great. I'm, I feel like I'm very in, in tune with how people are feeling because you know, when I speak with people and when I have conversations with people, I don't just listen to their words. I pay attention to their body language. I pay attention to their facial expressions. I pay attention to what they're saying and how they are saying it. And I think that that has uh, led me to where I am today. And that definitely led me to growing through my, throughout my career to reach the, the pinnacle of my career in law enforcement as becoming a chief. So what are your leadership strengths? You know, again, are you good at communicating with others? What about orchestrating change? Right now, the world is changing so much. Uh, Industry is changing so much. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. With technology, artificial intelligence, Facebook, Twitter, app for this, app for that, it is constantly and consistently changing. And are you up to date and up to speed with those changes? I could tell you, I, I personally am not. Uh, owning a business. I am trying to get up to speed as fast as I can. But look, you know, everybody always dings millennials. Well, I tell you right now, millennials, they're going to be the ones that are going to be able to adapt to change more so than folks that are uh, Gen Xers like myself, because they grew up with those technological changes. They know no different. So I look to millennials to help me in orchestrating change for the future. You know, by 2020, 50% of the workforce is going to consist of millennials. You know, no longer do we get to sit back as baby boomers and Gen Xers and say, you know, oh, it's the millennials' fault. Oh, they don't understand us. Well, they might not understand us, but I could tell you right now, they probably understand the world and the direction that it's going. So I'm sure that they are great at orchestrating change. What about inspiring others? Is it something that you do or say that inspires somebody else? You know, it's usually not until after you've spoken to somebody else that they come to you and they say thank you for helping them or inspiring them to move forward with something that they have just sat on for years and years. You know, it's those conversations, and I talk to you about this all the time, it's those conversations that you never know what you say, when you say it, and how you say it that are going to inspire someone else. And if you're leading, what are you doing to forge a path to team success? You know, sometimes we get so stuck in the minutia of dealing with day-to-day activities, signing off timesheets, you know, doing evals, setting people up for their next project, and we forget the most important thing in leadership, and that's communicating with people. You know, what are you doing to bring people together? What are you doing to bring your team together? Here's another one for you. What are you doing to break down barriers? There are so many silos and cliques within organizations that it drives me absolutely crazy when people form these cliques and they oust other people. How would you like to be on the outside? How would you like to be on the out group? You know, you have your in group and out group scenarios going on. What are you doing personally to invite somebody into your group rather than casting them aside? And you know who you are if you're doing this. This isn't no surprise. This is not no secret. Something you don't know. It's a cognitive action that you take on a daily basis. And you seek the good in others. We're pretty good about tearing each other down, but how often do you go up to somebody and say, you know what, you did a great job on that. Show me how you did that. I want to learn because the results you got were fantastic. I have never could have gotten a result like that, nor could I have done anything like that. You know, I talked to my brother. My brother is a teacher, and he tells me all the time, You know That's a stressful job, and I can only imagine. So I give a big shout-out to the teachers out there because not only do you have to teach the kids, but you have to be their parents sometimes too, and that's difficult. But you're out there as a teacher not only to teach kids curriculum, but you're also teaching them life lessons. And I know you're seeking the good in those kids, and you're giving them great information so that they could go out and conquer the next phase of their life, the next level of their life. So how do you use your leadership strengths? Do you use them as a bridge of goodwill? Do you help others reach their leadership potential? Do you even recognize that others have leadership potential? Sometimes we're so caught up in us trying to get to that next level, into developing our positional status, that we forget to reach out to others. and We forget to envision that everybody has some sort of leadership potential, some sort of potential. Uh, in their life and some sort of dream in their life that they want to get to? And are you able to recognize that? And are you able to take steps to help someone else move forward? What are you doing to advance your growth? What are you doing to leverage organizational commitment and to lead a cause greater than yourself? So in Daniel Goldman's Building Blocks of Emotional Intelligence, he talks about 12 crucial competencies And I talk about uh, emotional intelligence in a lot of the courses that I teach because I think it's so important that people understand that, you know, emotional intelligence is going to guide you and get you much further in life than just typical uh, IQ, right? Emotional intelligence, uh, Daniel Goleman talks about two sets of EI. And the first one, he talks about leading ourselves, self-management, You know, how do we relate to others, our emotions, and the different responses that we have? So what is your emotional self-awareness? What about your emotional self-control? When you're put in a situation that might be frustrating or something new to you or something that catches you off guard, are you able to control yourself? Are you able to control your emotions? Are you able to control your words? You know, do you look at life as a positive? Do you have a positive outlook? What about being achievement oriented? We're all achievement oriented. Look, I love chasing dreams and I love catching catching them and I love achieving goals. I think that's what keeps me going. Every time I I find a new goal or every time I want to achieve something new, I put my heart and soul into it and I go after it, just like this podcast, just like my business. You know, so are you achievement oriented? And adaptability. Are you capable of adapting to the constant change that's occurring around you, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in in your social life. How well are you at adapting to your surroundings? And then there's the other uh, emotional competencies, relating to others. Are you empathetic? Can you see something from someone else's point of view? What about organizationally? How are you within your organization, your organizational awareness? Do you recognize what's occurring? Do you understand and know the trajectory that your organization is on? Do you understand the vision, the mission, the values? And if you don't, ask somebody. And then I say, after you know what those are, compare them to your own vision and mission and values and see if they compare. And if they don't compare and you have gaps, then figure out what those gaps are. Because guess what? Maybe you're not a match for that organization Or better yet, maybe that organization is not a match for you. What about influence? Leadership is influence. Do you have the ability to influence others? I'm not talking about bullying people. I'm talking about inspiring and influencing them. What about being a good coach and a good mentor? You know, modeling the behavior that you want to see in others, modeling the behavior that you expect in others. You can't tell people to do something that you're not willing to do. You can't act a certain way and expect others to act differently. You have to be an example. And you always hear this you have to lead by example. And are you an inspirational leader? And then, teamwork. What are you doing to build strong teams? You know, how are you helping others? How are you guys setting out to accomplish a goal? And then, conflict management. Are you good at conflict management? Because there's going to be conflict, but just the the verbiage of conflict management doesn't mean it has to be bad. You're going to have conflicts. That's how we get over those obstacles. That's how we gel. That's how we move forward. So don't think of conflict management as being something bad. But if you are confronted with a conflict, then be an adult and deal with it like an adult and not like a child. Be a problem solver and not a problem child. So in his research, Daniel Goleman said, if a leader shows strength in six of the 10 competencies, or in this case, six of the 12 competencies, they produce a positive climate. So what happens when we have a positive climate? People show up to work committed and bring their best. You know, there's a talk about employee engagement. Everybody's into employee engagement. That's the big buzzword. And quite frankly, really what it is and what it narrows down to is employee engagement is the fact that people have the competency to do the job, but it's whether or not they choose to come to work and do the job. And if you're a leader, what are you doing and how are you setting the environment so that when people come to work, they choose to use their skill set to the advantage of the team and the organization. It's incumbent upon you to set that climate. People are engaged because they wanna be, not because they have to be. And work should be fun. My God, we spend half of our life at work with people that aren't even blood relatives. So what are you doing to set a fun work environment? So back in episode 14, when I talked about rapport, I talked about the cost of incivility. And in that episode, when I talked about the cost, I quoted a uh, a couple of percentages that came out of a poll that was taken, and this was in the Harvard Business Review that I take that I taken it from, and it was on emotional intelligence. That was the um, the book that I was reading, and there was two professors, Christine Porath and also Christine Pearson, and they pulled eight hundred managers and employees from seventeen industries, and this is what they came up with: the cost of incivility. So forty eight percent of workers intentionally decrease their work effort. If they work in an environment that is caustic, 47% intentionally decrease their time at work. And those are your people that are constantly calling in sick. 38% intentionally decrease their quality of work. That means they do a crappy job on purpose. That's pretty sad. 78% commit to organizational decline. That means 78% of the people, when they work in a toxic environment, are intentionally trying to sabotage the organization. 12% quit because of the treatment that they get, the uncivil treatment, and 25% admit to taking out frustrations on customers. So if you work in a business that requires customer service or you want employees to be engaged, what are you doing to set the tone? What leadership strengths do you have to ensure that your people are coming to work, charged up, pumped, ready to go, and do a good job. So look, I'm going to use kind of a uh, sports analogy here. And I think about it this way. So leadership isn't for the junior varsity. We all know what junior varsity is. It's for the varsity team. You know, you, you start to grow, you start to mature as a leader as you grow. But really, your leadership strength is derived from being on the varsity team. So what do you need to do to be in the starting lineup? What do you need to do to be on the, on the team? What do you need to do to be the decision maker to have a seat at the table? You need to grow as a leader by reading books. And recently, I just read Brene Brown's Dare to Lead. And that's a fantastic book because it not only tells you stories, but it gives you uh, ideas of how to grow as a leader learn new things, take measured risk. Look, I'm not an all or nothing kind of gal. I got to take my time and I got to take measured risks. So I'm not interested in losing everything in one fail swoop. Some people have the stomach for it. I don't. Being more adaptable to change. And I've, t- I've spoken about that throughout this whole podcast. What do you need to do to be a team player? That means come to work and give your best for the best. Developing a growth mindset and getting and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes you'll be surprised how good you are at moving forward when you get out of your comfort zone and how you break those bonds that just tie you down. So listen, understand your leadership strengths. You have them and if you notice I didn't talk anything about weaknesses cuz I'm not about weakness. I'm about strength. I'm not going to harp on a weakness when we could uplift everybody to determine and discover their own personal strengths. So here's a leadership strength hack to finish off this episode. Individuals can make or break the success of an organization, but leaders can make or break the commitment of their followers. So if you want to achieve success and be a leader worth following, then go on Stick Your Stuck. Today's the day you awaken your resurgent you. Now go get yours.